0: Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. Good evening, everybody. You have an awesome time tonight? How many are excited to be here tonight? Yeah. I mean, you look forward to Wednesday nights the middle of the week, uh, you know, life is already hitting you, it's hump day, <laughs> it's like I need something to get over that hump, and church is what does it, the presence of God, worship, and just being around other people, other believers, um, with the same heart and the same mind, so I'm excited to have you guys here, and uh, I'm hoping we're going to, Holy Spirit's going to say something tonight. <laughs> I mean, I looked up on Sermon Central and found some stuff, so I think it'd be pretty good. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence in this place. You said when two or three are gathered in your name that you are in the midst of us. So we thank you that your presence is already here. And God, we have an expectation of your presence as we're here today. And our expectation is that we're not going to leave here the same way that we came in. We thank you that you're gonna speak to us something, words of life, Father. I thank you that my tongue is as the pen of a ready writer. I thank you, Father, that as I open my mouth, you're gonna fill it. Holy Spirit, you're gonna speak to your people today about you. We thank you for your presence again in this place. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. amen, amen. Again, thank you so much for being here in our Holy Spirit series. You enjoying the Holy Spirit series? Yeah. Yeah, this is, you know, this is one of the, uh, Pastor Cody and I were talking about this a while back. It's like, this is, we lucked out. We got the easy series. <laughs> Preaching on the Holy Spirit, oh man, that's, you know, you just open your mouth, and Pastor Don said it, he said, you just allow him to talk about himself. That's right. You know, how easier can it get? And so, we just love talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our guide, he's our comfort. He helps us, he's our friend. Um, he's our counselor. Whatever we need, we can find in the Holy Spirit. He empowers us to live life. He empowers us to be more like Christ. Um, He's not, you know, we don't just you know, highlight God and highlight Jesus and just forget about the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit is important, because He is God, He is Jesus. And we talked about that in the first uh, part one about who He is, and then Pastor Cody talked last week, if you missed last Wednesday, you want to make sure that you go back in our archives and uh, on our website and, and take a look at that. He talked about uh, being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And uh, you know, and Pastor Don's going to end this series talking about tongues, um, one of the, the gifts that comes with being baptized in the Holy Spirit. So you don't want to miss that. And after service last week, we had a couple people come up and uh, get baptized in the Holy Spirit and get filled and, and start speaking in tongues. It was amazing. So... Yeah, yeah, listen, it's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to be, uh, it's not weird. You know, we're not You know, uh, up here and wrangling snakes or anything like that. <laughs> All those things you see on TV, you don't have to send us $30 and you're gonna get the Holy Spirit when you get home. <laughs> None of that. The Holy Spirit and His gifts are for you, they're for today, they're for now and you can have them if you receive it by faith. So at the end of this service today, we're gonna be up here, we're gonna have some elders up here and some prayers, pastors up here ready to help you uh, receive that Holy Spirit and get that gift of tongues if you want it. We're gonna be here for you today. So, but today we're gonna talk about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Now, when we, and we're gonna go to the the scripture, I'm not gonna, don't put it up just yet, uh, team, uh, in Galatians chapter five. But one of the things that I like to to tell people about the fruit of the spirit is that it's it's not something that the fruit of the spirit is not something that you have to pray and ask and believe God for that you got to fast for it you got to fast 30 days and and, 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 you know, and pray to, to the sun come up and sun go down, all that other stuff and read all these different scriptures and roll on the ground and do flips and have somebody, you don't have to do all of that. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes on the inside to reside on the inside of you. And when he comes, he brings his fruit. So the fruit is already on the inside of you. So we're gonna talk about that fruit and then we're gonna talk about how to bring that fruit from the inside, outside, amen? Let's look at Galatians chapter five, verse 22 through 23. I'm gonna read this out of the Amplified. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now notice it didn't say the works of the Spirit, and it didn't say the fruit of the flesh, because fruit doesn't come from our flesh. The only fruit that comes from our flesh is from our works. And the works of the Spirit, it has, or if you say works of the Spirit, that word works indicates that there's some kind of, uh, 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 there's something that you have to do. And in order to receive the the fruit of the Spirit, you don't have to do anything but believe. So it's the fruit of the Spirit, and because it's not the fruit of the flesh because our old sin nature can only produce works, but the fruit of the Spirit produces living fruit on the inside of us. So let's start looking at that fruit. The first one we're gonna look at, and this one is by far the most important. In fact, it's the one that makes all the other fruit work. And the first one is love. And I love how in the Amplified it, it, it puts that in parentheses there in letter A. If you have, uh, if you have our mobile app, um, we're following along on the notes there. If you don't, I should have said this in the beginning. If you don't, download our app. Um, we got some notes here for you. But otherwise, it's on the screen. Write it down and we're gonna keep going. Letter A, unselfish concern for others. The fruit of the Spirit is love. It's unselfish concern for others. This love that we're talking about here is the word agape. Agape, it's the God kind of love. It's the unconditional kind of love. It's the love that doesn't matter what you look like, it's the love that doesn't matter what you do to me, I'm still gonna love you in spite of, it's an unconditional kind of love. That's the fruit of the Spirit, this love. Because God doesn't love us, let us see, out of emotion. He loves us because that's His nature. God doesn't have love, God is love. He embodies everything that you can think of in the definition of love, that's who God is. He doesn't have it, He doesn't possess it, He is love. And the amazing thing that if you and I preached this set probably about a year or two ago, the amazing thing is I got God gave me a a, a revelation on on that whole scripture about Him being love, and then, and God and me being like God. So if I'm like God, then I'm love as well. And it kind of changes your perspective when you say walking in love. You ever heard heard people say that? You know, you're gonna walk in love. You're gonna walk in love. Well. When you realize that if God is love, so I'm love as well, then there's no way for me to walk out of love. I'm just gonna be love because that's who God is. I'm always in love. I'm always walking in love. I don't have the ability to walk out of love. But when I say out of my mouth, I'm walking in love, I'm giving myself an out. I'm giving myself the option to not walk in love. But when I change my perspective and say, because God is love, so am I, then I don't have an opportunity to walk out of love. Because it is who he is, it's who I am as well. 1 John 4 and 8 says, whoever does not love does not know God. Wow. Because God is what? If If you don't love, scripture says you don't even know God. Because when you know God, then you will love because God is love. Letter E, as we walk in the spirit, God's unconditional love flows out of us. This is the kind of love that the world doesn't understand but needs so much. This kind of love, this unconditional love, this agape love, it's a love that the world doesn't understand. You ever walked up to a homeless person and just gave them a hug? Don't raise your hand, because some people are like, "Uh, no. But it's a love that the world doesn't understand. they like, why are you hugging me? Well, I smell, I stink, people are, they act like I don't even exist. Why are you hugging me? Because it's an unconditional love. Because the love of the Father is on the inside of me. And I love you just because you don't have what I have or just because your life is different than my life, it doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. He still loves you and I love you too. It's an unconditional love. That's the love that this world needs, but they don't understand it. But we have the opportunity every single day that we step foot out of our door to help them to understand that God kind of love. Walk around and be love in someone's life. Remember this, God will never love us anymore, I love this, than he does right now. And the ultimate sign of his love for us is the cross, yes. Amen. the ultimate sign of God's love for us is the cross and he'll never love you anymore. And then I wanna add to that, he'll never love you any less than he loves you right now. It doesn't matter what you do, it doesn't matter what decisions you make, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake that you said you weren't gonna make anymore but you did it again, he's never gonna love you any less because it's an agape kind of love that he, that, he, that he is, that he embodies, it's an unconditional kind of love. I want you to get that. When we as children, as believers, as, as children of God, born again believers, when we get that, that God loves us unconditionally, there's nothing that the devil can throw your way. There's nothing that he can make you feel ashamed about because God still loves me. Yeah, I messed up, but my daddy still loves me. And then you do this, stick your tongue out (laughs) out. All of the fruit of the Spirit are held in place by love. It's what feeds or nourishes the other fruit. Love feeds and nourishes the other fruit. Look at John 15, verse five. Jesus says, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, you will bear much what? Fruit. Apart from me, apart from the vine, you can do nothing. Apart from the vine, you can't walk in this fruit. Love flows inside the branches. Jesus flows inside of those branches and provides nourishment to produce the other fruit. So let's look at the next fruit, joy. Everybody need some of that today? You already have it. <laughs> joy. Now we talked about this in, uh, I, I don't think it was last series, it might have been a series before. It was in one of our summer series about finding joy. And I mentioned this, it's different from happiness, which is based on circumstances. Happiness is based on your circumstance. That's why, and I said it before, I'll say it again. That's why I, I try to help married couples when they say, you know, I'm just not happy. Where marriage wasn't made for you to be happy because we're not always going to be happy. You didn't close the toothpaste thing. You didn't put the top back on it. And here's a, it's a pet peeve. Of, well, it's not a pet peeve anymore. I've kind of grown out of the fruit of the spirit. It's kind of helped me to grow out of this. But in the, in the earlier um, you know, years of, my, of our marriage, One of the things that Lala would do that I just cannot stand with the toothpaste. I don't like when people take the toothpaste and they squeeze it from the middle. I just don't, just squeeze it from the bottom. It's gonna come up the same way. You don't have to, because then you get it and it's all crinkled. Then I got to straighten it out and it's like, (laughs) I don't even know how I got there. Oh, happiness. (laughs) She don't always make me happy because she squeezed the toothpaste from the middle and not from the bottom. Happiness is based on circumstances. Joy is just based on who you know and who's on the inside of you. Joy is based in a God who never changes. He is the source of our joy and He is the source of our strength. You know that scripture, the joy of the Lord is our strength. The next fruit, peace. I'm going to move. I'm determined to get you out at 8 (laughs) o'clock. Pastor Don's not going to get me this time. He he joked me like for a week. Not going to do it tonight. (laughs) Peace. This peace and the fruit of the Spirit, it comes from within. And this is the peace that we need when we face the storms of life. This kind of peace that, that the Holy Spirit produces on the inside of us, this is what you need to face the storms. You're in a storm right now, you need this peace that we're talking about right here that's already on the inside of you. We're gonna help you to bring that peace out of you and experience it in your life. Philippians 4, six through seven, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite scriptures. It says, don't worry about it. Anything. Let's just stop right there. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's what the Father is saying to you. Listen, don't you worry about anything. But look what he says. He says, instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. You have a little anxiety, stress about something, pray about it. What does the word say? Not your opinions, not what CNN and Fox News and CBS and all of those other uh, alphabets. Not what they say, what does the word say? Greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. The Lord is my provider, he is my shepherd, I shall not want. I don't want for any good or beneficial thing because I'm a child of the Most High. Don't worry about anything, but instead pray about everything. Look at this. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Verse seven. Then, listen, after you do this, after you stop worrying, after you start praying, after you start telling God what you need and you start thanking Him for what He's done, then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything that you can understand. Come on, somebody. Come on, some some of you know that piece that I'm talking about. You've gone through something in your life and there's just this settledness in you that just, uh, you know, I'm not gonna be shaken, I'm not gonna be moved, and people are looking at you like with all the hell that's going in your life, you're not going crazy, no, because there's a peace on the inside of me and that's not gonna allow me to go crazy, I'm not gonna lose my mind, come on. That's that Philippians four kind of peace that surpasses understanding. It blows the mind of those that are in the world. When you should be losing your mind and pulling your hair out, you got peace because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. Come on, you need that peace today. Yes. Exceeds anything we can understand. His peace, God's peace, will guard your hearts and minds as you live, as you live in Christ Jesus. Peace, woo, Jesus. Let's look at the next one. This is a fun one right here. Patience. Let's say everybody, oh man. And I saw some spouses nudge like, this is what you need right here. Lala said it to me earlier. (laughs) Patience, not the ability to wait, but look at this, but how we act while we're waiting. That's what patience really is. Patience isn't just the ability to just, you know, I'm just gonna wait and I'm gonna hold out. No, it's how you're acting, it's what you're saying, it's what you're believing, it's what you're speaking, it's how you act while you're waiting. We need supernatural patience, which only comes from the Holy Spirit. We want to serve the Father, but we don't like waiting while he prepares us. God gave you a vision, he gave you a dream, he gave you a goal, and you see it. And you're getting impatient, it's like, I want to get there, and he's like, hold on, I'm trying to prepare you. This is the patience that you need to wait, amen? Amen. Next fruit, kindness. It means to simply be a nice person. Would you look at that? (laughs) Not for gain, but out of love and compassion. It's just being kind to people. Not so you can get something back, not so you can get a pat on the back and say, hey man, good job. It's just being out of love and out of compassion because that's what Jesus would do, right? It's offering somebody help when they're in need and not looking for something in return. It's simply treating people the same way that you would like to be treated. Oh, if the church, if the body of Christ, we're not even talking about the world, we're talking about us in the church if we would just treat people the way we want to be treated. How much different our churches would be. How much different our relationships, our marriages would be. How much different it would be if we would just treat people the way we would want to be treated. I read this quote, I think it was John Gray. He said that church folk are great judges of other people's character, but great lawyers for their own. It's like, wow. Somebody needs a little fruit of the spirit called kindness. Treating people the way you want to be treated. The next one, goodness, and this one actually works hand in hand with kindness. Being a blessing to others. It's looking for the good in a person, knowing that the Holy Spirit can take care of the bad. That's 1 Corinthians 13. Always seeing the best in a person. Looking for the good and allowing the Holy Spirit to take care of the rest. Do you know that as believers, as children of God, that it's not our responsibility to to point out someone's sin? Did you know that? When did you see Jesus point out someone's sin? When they brought the adulterous woman to him. Did he say anything about her sin? Absolutely not. What he did say was, you jokers, you just sinned, now what if he had called theirs out? You just sinned before you got here. No, he who's without sin cast the first stone. Where are your accusers, woman? I don't accuse you, go and sin no more. Jesus didn't point out anyone's sin, so why do we? Why do we, let's have some goodness. Let's look for the best in people and allow the Holy Spirit to take care of the rest. The next one, faithfulness. Uh Uh-oh. I know one, one translation says faith. But I, read, I got this specific trans, translation because it, it, it talks about faithfulness. It means being dependable, that you can be counted on. It means that you do what you say. That you're a man or a woman of your word. The Holy Spirit can help you to be faithful. You're in a marriage and you're struggling, being faithful to your spouse. Holy Spirit can help you to be faithful. He can give you the power to be faithful. It's fa- faithfulness, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Pay your bills on time, before they start calling you. <laughs> and sending you emails and threatening, we're gonna cut it off, disconnection notices and all that, faithfulness. Let's look at the next one, gentleness. And this is also meekness. And I love the word meekness as opposed to gentleness, and, and most times people take this, this word meek or meekness as being a sign of weakness, but meek, meekness isn't the same as being weak. In the Bible it says that Moses was one of, it was, he was the meekest person in the world at that time, at his time, Moses. Well, he had to have some kind of courage and some kind of strength to lead two and a half million complaining, whining, ungrateful uh, children of Israel out of Egypt. He had to have some kind of strength, some kind of, of courage. Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, the King James Version. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Jesus wasn't weak. Do you remember when he went into that temple? He went, and ran into the temple, start flipping furniture over and throwing stuff everywhere and, and, and whipping people. And he wasn't whipping people, but. But he was throwing, I mean, throwing furniture everywhere, just throwing stuff. Get out of my father's house with this. That's not weak. Jesus was strong. And on the cross, all Jesus had to do was say a word, and the angels would have came down and got him off that cross. But because he was meek, it would have changed everything if he spoke that word. But because Jesus was meek, he, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Hebrews 12 and 2. Meekness is allowing the Holy Spirit, letter B, to work in and through you without question, without trying to reason out the purpose of his leading. And then meekness means that when we walk in the Spirit, we need to be submissive, not let our ego get in the way. That's meekness. And then the last one, self-control. How many of us need that? I'm gonna raise my hand on that one. Self-control, we all need it. You didn't have to raise your hand, we all need it. Because we have problems controlling our tongues. We have problems controlling our minds. We have problems controlling our flesh. We have problems controlling our appetites. (laughs) The Holy Spirit can help you to control that appetite. Only the Spirit can bring us under control. How does he do that? Letter B, he renews our minds and helps us to come into obedience to the will and purpose of God. Philippians 2.13. It's God who works in us to will and to do according to his good purpose for our lives. Let us see. if we try on our own, we usually find ourselves out of control. So all nine of the fruit of the Spirit are already on the inside of us. It's already there, you already possess it, but listen, it does not grow overnight. Every born-again believer has the seed. Listen, when the Holy Spirit came came into inside of you to live inside of you, he placed a seed inside of you, that fruit of the Spirit, but now you've got to water it, you've got to weed it, You've gotta fertilize it. You've gotta help that fruit that's on the inside of you, that seed on the inside of you, to grow. And as we continue to grow in our relationship with the Father, you're watering that seed. As you grow grow closer to him, you draw closer to him, you're fertilizing that seed. And that fruit is gonna start coming out more and more, more and more. My son, DJ, It's no doubt in my mind, Lala in our minds, that DJ is gonna be very athletic. He's an athlete. I mean, anything, I mean, football, basketball, everything that we put him in, he just just does amazing. I mean, he's his father's son. (laughs) Talk about meekness, huh? (laughs) No. But there's no doubt in our minds that he's gonna be very good athletically, and I have a goal for him. I've even asked him, what do you wanna do? I wanna go to the NBA. He says, I wanna be just like Steph Curry. Now, if you don't like Steph Curry, I'm sorry, that's my son's favorite basketball player. He said, I wanna be just like Steph Curry. Now at nine years old, he's not gonna go out on the basketball basketball court and be like Steph Curry. He's gotta practice, he's gotta exercise. I've got to put him in environments where that gift can grow. He's already got it. It's already there. The seed is already on the inside of him, but i got to help him. I have to cultivate that gift that's already in to keep flourishing it, help him to get better and better. And as he continues to grow, as he continues to get older, and he starts to play a little more, and he practices more, then he may eventually get to be like Steph Curry or something like it, but it comes from me helping him flourish the gift the seed that's already on the inside of him. It's already there, but he's got to practice it. Just like the fruit of the spirit is already on the inside of you. You've got to exercise it. You've got to utilize it. You've got to grow it. You've got to water it. And the more you exercise it, the more you're going to, you're going to see that fruit come out in your life. Naturally, you may not be a patient person, but call on the spirit. And that fruit of the spirit, patience will be exemplified in your life. You're battling, uh, Habits and unhealthy behaviors. You need a little self control. Holy Spirit can produce that in your life. If you allow Him to, and He'll give you the ability to make better choices, better decisions. On your own, it's impossible. But when you operate in the Spirit, you have a supernatural ability to overcome. Genesis 1, verse 11. It says, then God said, as we close, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees, the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. What does that mean? Apple apple seeds produce apples. Orange seeds produce oranges. Whatever the seed is, is what's gonna be produced. The fruit that's going to be produced each fruit will continue to produce its own. So as we walk in the spirit, and we shed our love to others, our love will produce love. Our joy will produce joy. When we have peace in the middle of a storm, it's gonna produce peace in the lives of other people. As you begin to, as that seed begins to produce, you begin to produce that fruit, it's gonna produce other fruit. You're gonna see it walk out in other people's lives. It's a sowing and reaping principle. Amen? Amen. final thought. If the body of Christ will produce the fruit, a starving world will eat and God will get the glory. The world is waiting for us to produce the fruit. They're waiting for us to show them that unconditional love. They're waiting for us to have that joy that it's not based upon our circumstances. It's just because of the person who lives on the inside of me. They're waiting for us to show patience. They're waiting for us to have self-control, to see self-control inside of us, gentleness, meekness, kindness, goodness. They're waiting for us to produce that fruit because they're starving. And we as the church I know for one one thing, tree of life, we're gonna be producing this fruit. We're gonna be walking this out. In fact, we already are. We've got so many different opportunities to do that, to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And it's it's a plug, but on September 30th, our serve day, that's an opportunity that we have to produce the fruit of the Spirit, just to be a blessing to someone. We've got 250 bags that are going to be passed out and 250 prayers that are going to go out to a community that just needs to know that somebody loves them, that somebody cares, just to show some goodness, some kindness. And it's not because we want to say, hey, now now that we prayed for you and now that we gave you this bag of groceries, you got to come visit our church. No, we just want to show you the love of Jesus. fruit of the spirit we believe in god that we're going to produce that even more in our lives are you believing that tonight we hope that you enjoyed this message you can find more messages and information about tree of life church at treeoflifechurch.org we'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 ih35 south in new braunfels texas or you can watch us on live stream thank you again for listening